welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And we are just a few weeks away from our one year. Yay! One whole effing year. I almost did it, guys. Um, there'll be a big special coming out with that with a little help from some friends. So look forward to that on the first Wednesday of March. That's going to be the second. Uh, but right now we're doing the final episodes of the past year and I have Ryan back again. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Katie's podcast. <laughs> Here it is. On a silver platter for you. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, how are you, Katie? Me? You know, thriving. <laughs> you're alive i'm alive i'm here i'm excited because we're getting more confirmation stuff on anime boston i so was that about means that i'll be going to a convention that. at the end of may for the first time in like Wait, so what's it's definitely happening it's i mean as of right now it is definitely happening as of recording this on february 8th 2022 it's still happening yes anime boston is still happening <clears throat> that so makes like, sense. okay so we actually have to start to think about getting ready for it because it's the end of may which i know is still like three months away four months away but, but... that's still something happening i went to one con last year mm-hmm. like around the time it was like the spring around the time that um the mask mandates finally lifted kind of world like nationwide before they were all re-implemented mm-hmm. so there was like this one month where i went to a con and it was like relatively normal mm-hmm. i haven't been to one since then um i honestly haven't been to a convention since anime boss in 2019 you're not missing much that's not true <laughs> i am i miss everyone well you miss people but you're... i miss doing it the I con scene right now up. is like super weird so mm. <clears throat> you know I, what else to, I have to plan all of my masks accordingly oh well, you know, I'm going to wear costumes. I have to have a mask that matches. I'm just going to wear a generic mask. Like, hello, cosplayer, duh. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what they've been doing on all the cosplay sites. If I start, like, coughing in this, it's not because I have COVID. It's because I ate something that is now making my throat super flummy. And I'm trying to discreetly, like, cough away from the microphone. <laughs> I'm in the middle of talking and Ryan starts choking. It's like, it's fine. This yeah, but, right. dude, oh my god. But it kind of brings me back to, like, if you're on stage... And you feel that flow in your throat. And you know you have a line coming up. And you mm. have to discreetly like clear your throat. But you can't do it calmly. So you're like in the corner being like. <clears throat> yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, you go behind like a set piece. And you're just like. <clears throat> <laughs> and of course, that's the time that your body mic. So it's like, great, great. Turn my mic off. Turn my, turn my fucking mic off. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It's there's a lot of demand on actors when you're live and you're like you cannot have any bodily functions when you're on stage. No burping, no coughing, no farting, no yeah, like, nothing. Yeah, you can't sneeze. If you feel any of these things coming on, if you feel sick, oh, you can't puke either. You have to fucking shut that shit down. Yeah, you literally have to be like, oh, a hat. Hey, <laughs> we're going. Oh my god. Well, well, speaking of performing on stage, Ryan, what's brought you here today? So Katie has mm. brought me on to talk about a very infamous part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a many of our friends' lives. Uh, it's true. I missed this whole fad. You were like, okay, you barely missed this. Like, <laughs> I like a month. I feel like I, I feel met- like a bullet was dodged. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
okay, I guess I'll preface it by saying that I was part of a cosplay musical <laughs> for three years Sorry. consecutively. I know, you're already laughing. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> Oh God! It sounds like a good idea. Until it probably it. is. It probably is done well somewhere. But it, I, okay, I, you know what? I'm I'm already hopping into this negatively, and I feel like <laughs> that's not fair to the people who did try, including some of the <laughs> including okay, the people that did try were our friends. They understand. Yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> honestly, there were some cast members that weren't very good, but I can honestly say they were trying. You know. Hmm. So, I don't know. Here's the thing. It's not a professional musical, so it's really fans that have taken some theater classes or have wanted to take some theater classes or have done theater exclusively through conventions. You're on laughing. A massive show. What? I you just help. said that and you laughed. You're like, okay, <laughs> classes. <laughs> We're not going to make it. <laughs> You're not going to make it. Okay. Like the next hour is going to be laughing. Sorry. <laughs> I Well, you know, I did just eat, so I have a lot of energy. There's yeah. a little phlegm in my throat, you know? <laughs> it's going to be a night. <laughs> okay. So this musical was called Kineticon the Musical. It was part Original. of Kineticon. I, well, you know what? Everything was called Kineticon something back then. Like Kineticon, it, it was. Kineticon Masquerade. But before I was on staff for Kineticon, I was part of a musical. This is actually how I got to be on staff was because I was part of it. And yeah. the musical lasted like, I think, five years. It's either it was five and six years or it was four and four and five years. All I know is that the final year is they got canceled and they I think they did it on YouTube instead, which is a whole other story. So, OK, so like. I guess I'll just start from year one. That so. Makes sense. <laughs> you're gonna die because you don't even know i somehow an entire friendship we have never actually talked about the origin of this i've told you a little bit of the show you did see that you walked out on okay, but, okay, but, but to preface so i have an idea of where we're running from 2008 was what year of the musicals yes it was the third musical okay so i saw the third musical okay continue so you're gonna talk about the first one got it right well because that's where it started and so yes there was this group of people in 2007 no it was 2006 i'm sorry so 2006 and they were putting on a musical at kineticon i had never been to kineticon i was going for the first time uh but it was during that period of time that people communicated about conventions primarily through the conventions message boards Mm, and so i had just but i was just in a skit at anime boston ironically in 2006 through like people that were looking for cosplayers on this message board by the way i was cosplaying kakashi from naruto <laughs> for, sure was for anime boston uh i saw maybe 20 episodes of naruto in my life still i tried i really gave it a try but there was like somewhere around episodes 10 and 15 where they were trying to cross a bridge and there was some drama about crossing the bridge and they never like it took five episodes for them to like get across the bridge and i was like i don't know if i have this in me (laughs) (laughs) but i i understand that those kinds of animes are designed to just keep going so uh anyway so i was playing kakashi which i really knew anything about in this masquerade skit for anime boston and uh it went over well but one of the girls in it uh, she was involved with 
the Kineticon musical that was going to be happening at Kineticon. And I was like, oh, I plan on going to Kineticon. Let me know if you need any help. So I didn't, that first year, I wasn't like a major part. They were just, they asked if I could like be the host and I was going to play Yuki from Gravitation mm-hmm. while my friend Rachel played Soma. Rachel and I, Rachel and I are still good friends. I just saw her at Disney World a few months ago. Um, and, uh, oh, not Soma. Toma? What the fuck is that character's name that wears the hat? Toma. <laughs> okay, that's Toma. Thank God, thank God you're able to... I just said, I, generically, what's that character who wears a hat? Oh, well, the guy with the hat. I mean, I don't know. You literally said his name and they said you didn't know his name. Lock it up. <laughs> Waldo? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this first year, um, they said... I, I, I had minimal communication with them. Like I, I was already going to be in a skit for the masquerade with people that I met on the Kineticon message boards. And, uh, you know, my friend who was in the show was like, okay, I'm putting you in touch with them. So I talked to, I honestly don't know who the fuck I talked to in retrospect. Like I don't remember, <laughs> uh, which is just like another, it was very disorganized. There wasn't like any like core, I think there were two directors, um and anyway i'm sure jess is gonna listen to this and be like this is what happened ryan you're ruining it already (laughs) or she's more like oh god you're actually gonna talk about this great (laughs) i mean that's probably it's probably a little bit of both and she's probably i can hear her audibly groaning right now hi jess i know you're listening (laughs) hey Hey. okay so anyway um i was brought in to host alon rachel and i was given some kind of script question mark beforehand it was i don't I don't know what it was it was like a bunch of pieces of paper that was sent to me on email uh that was spaced really weirdly and i couldn't tell like what were scenes of what was saying <laughs> so i was like okay i'll just figure it out when i get there because i wanted to be involved i was getting really into like doing the show stuff like i was doing theater at like at the cons and outside of the cons and it just felt like it was the right move for me mm-hmm. to just get some experience so um i had the worst wig as yuki it didn't look anything like yuki and i showed up i think dressed as axel before the show started just to meet everyone and we did like like a rehearsal in the parking garage in which i don't really know remember much of that i just remember being like does it does anybody know the dances or the choreography it kind of seemed to me that it was a bunch of masquerade skits that were being put together or sewn together at the last second but i do think that they did practice it before why do i maybe. feel like everybody always practiced in that parking garage <laughs> it's better than when we used to practice in like the anime boston hallway like in the hotel oh 100 but i'm just saying like i remember you and i have done like masquerade stuff in that parking garage <laughs> um at one point i definitely the first skit that i ever did at kineticon definitely rehearsed it in that parking garage <laughs> like I feel like this is just like a rite of passage if you're going to any kind of convention is that you have to go to the parking lot or parking garage and practice your skit out there because there's literally nowhere else to do it. So Mm. it's kind of funny because you're like also going to compete with other people and you're all like, don't let them know. And you're outside in public with like your car blasting the sound full blast and you're obviously not your flowers and your (laughs) and your costumes, which are obviously like not normal uh or finished anyway, 
I got, although I guess you would blend in with everybody. So anyway, so I showed up to this musical and I met everybody. We were outside waiting outside the panel to go inside that room to perform it. And there's not a lot to tell here other than they, they said that they said beforehand, they're like, we're lip syncing the whole show. We're just going to lip sync along, along to like this boom box that we brought. And I was like, okay, fine. And so they had me singing like the very first opening number from a chorus line as Yuki, where it's like da 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 da, one two three four whatever it was. I don't remember how it goes. Oh, and chorus were... line. All right, we're gonna face the mirrors. Yeah, except this was actually really smart. I liked their I, what they did here. They had like DDR mats, and they were doing like a choreographed like DDR thing while I was gonna scream at them to do the moves. Honestly, pretty brilliant for a nerd convention. Loved it. Um, so I lip synced like all those opening lyrics as Yuki, and then like the music cues up after cues up after I'm like a five, six, seven, eight, but I don't say it. I'm lip syncing, right? And then I walk off stage, and then they turn around and they start actually singing. <laughs> so they just didn't want you to sing. No, they just okay. Drea <laughs> afterwards, I was like, I thought we were lip syncing this, and Drea goes, Yeah, we forgot to tell you that we weren't. Let. <laughs> <laughs> stupid um and so so like i don't really know what happened there but it was fine i mean they hadn't heard me sing so there's no way they would have been able to judge if i could or could not sing uh but that was it that was like (laughs) my big memory of it i can't say that any of them could sing either honestly but like that's not a fair judgment for me to make at that time well not confirm nor deny no okay so i don't okay so this is where things get fucking crazy so Mm. i so I did that show and it was kind of like just a bunch of masquerade skits sewn together. Yeah. Okay. But wait, I, yes, I have questions. Yeah. Okay. So what was the plot? Okay. So the first year didn't have a plot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no! I'm telling you, it was just a masquerade. Where oh they were doing wait, So it was literally like you're a good man, Charlie Brown, where it was just like Vinetta, Vinette. Okay. It was, it was literally like Yuki and Toma hosting a show together for a reason I don't remember why. Uh-huh. And with interjections of this girl playing Shuichi and her just shrieking the entire time. And I was like, that was it. And then they were like, Ryan, it's your job to like make fun of the skits in between all the skits. And like, so we would announce what each, like they were basically musical numbers that were like parodies with certain characters. Except so the you parodies- guys did anime, anime hell live. Yeah. yeah except the parodies didn't necessarily make a lot of sense um some did although the one that didn't make any sense at all was one where uh our friend was playing like sexy kakashi to like to like a virgin with what's his name aruki is that his name like hitting on him and it didn't make any sense but at least it was funny so like she carried that considering like, like it made no sense uh so Good on her. I honestly, that's <laughs> like the one. I have a video of this this whole show, and that's probably my favorite number. So, anyway, so I somehow got involved with it a little bit more. So, because I was going through this phase where I decided that I was going to get really involved with the people from this this musical, and I started hanging out with them outside of the con all the time. Um, it wasn't my smartest move, but also. Like not 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 against them, but just because I was kind of abandoning my old friends group that I had known forever to just go hang out with a bunch of strangers from a sort of musical. 
Mm-hmm. And at some point, I don't know how it even happened because my memory of 2007 is really foggy. It's it's the time that we don't speak of, Katie. Uh, <clears throat> but <laughs> but basically, like at some point, I got elected as the director of the show, and the other girl that was directing it stepped down. I don't remember the reasoning for it. I remember there being a lot of infighting between like the script writer and cause the, se- the second year it did have a script. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was like a lot of infighting between like the script director and or script director, script writer, the director and somebody else. And then somehow I wound up directing the show alongside Jess. <laughs> was how we got there. I don't know how we got there. I really do not remember how we got there. Like Grom uh, pulls the map down. And it just doesn't make any sense. No, but that was, but the first thing I did as a director, I probably, it was me, Katie. I probably walked in and said, I'm taking over the show because I can't not like, watch it be disorganized any further than it already is but i mean who i really don't remember so anyway so the first thing i did was like we're gonna actually have auditions this time to see what people can do we can't really deny anyone because this is like not a real show and we will not have enough people to put on the show that we're currently writing mm-hmm. but you know i was like let's at least audition everybody to see what parts they could play right and I would actually argue that the second year, it had a lot of problems. Like, it had a lot of problems. I feel but like it... they all had a lot of problems. That seems to be the thing. <laughs> okay, but, but like, I think the second year of all of them is probably, probably, like, sort of the golden child of them all. Because it was, I think it was well-received. It, it Okay, so we practiced that show every weekend, like, every Sunday, I think, in Hartford, in the, sorry, not Hartford, New Britain, your favorite town, New Britain, the one that mm-hmm. I bring you to, and you're like, where the hell are we? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and um, we would practice in the the local park because there was a half shell there. Mm-hmm. So anybody would come and watch us, by the way, practicing us doing whatever. <laughs> like, that was the year I was playing James from Team Rocket, and I'm like dancing around doing South Park's I'm Super. Yes, and- that's the year that, that was the year before we met. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We practiced all that in the summer heat, and that was awful. And you know me, like I love the heat, but not necessarily with Organization Thirteen cosplay on. No, um, not that's what I was wearing. Instead, I was wearing multiple layers as James, and wigs are not fun in the heat. Turns no. out. Um, anyway, so we did that, and there was like a lot of there was a lot of infighting with that too because the scriptwriter was pretty adamant about not changing anything about her script. And the then there was me and Jess just trying to alleviate the back and forth that everyone was having with her or with each other. And it was kind of like just kind of bullshit and sort of lots of people that we had cast to do roles that weren't showing up to be in the show. And I kept being like, they'll be there for the actual show instead of just being like, why don't we recast them? For example, my ex was supposed to play Batman and the entire time he never showed up. And then a week beforehand, he like dropped out of the show. He gave us some bullshit answer. He was like, in most shows, you take the week off beforehand, and we're like, that's not a thing. Wow. Uh, actually, you usually practice more, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take a week off before a Broadway musical. Bye. Okay, okay but so Maddie was playing... There was like three people that were playing superheroes. My friend Cal was playing Robin. Maddie was playing Wonder Woman. And my ex was playing Batman. And... He dropped, and I was like, well, who's going to play Batman? And Drea's like, I'm playing Batman. I've been playing him this entire time because he hasn't been showing up to rehearsal, so I've been doing his part the whole fucking time. 
<laughs> so Drea was Batman. If you can just imagine an Adam West Batman as Drea, enjoy that <laughs> image. Um, so anyway, like that show, I again, I remember there being lots of problems with it, but like not as specifically as the third show because the third show was just like crazy. But it's also the show where I met certain people that like Rachel Sostick, who was in our shows at Kineticon for several years. We met because somehow somebody knew her at CCSU, which is where we were hosting the uh, the rehearsals, and they cast her as Jesse. And she was dating Halden at the time, which is how we met Halden. And she was like, "Well, my boyfriend kind of looks like Sephiroth. If you want him to play Sephiroth, and this version of Sephiroth was doing like, uh, bring it on." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how I met Halden. Um, obviously, we knew Maddie through that, and. I, it's just like really interesting because, uh, you know, Meg was involved with it. She was backstage with Katie and Jess Jesperson was there. So it was kind of like a lot of the core people that we did stuff with at Kineticon and put on really good shows. I met through this, this, this musical, um, the plot, the plot, by the way, for the second musical was, oh my God, it was like Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask were getting married, but Team Rocket was trying to steal whatever that crystal is that they have. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, like, the moon crystal. The moon crystal. Yeah, that's it. Sailor Moon crystal. <laughs> it's not the Ryan, Pluto did you ever watch anime? I did, but it's been a long Ozark. time. Baby. Listen, I, I'm old now. I am Oh, 30. shut up. You're old now. <laughs> I, watched, I watched that shit when I was 16. It's been 20 years. All right. <laughs> Is there a clown in here? anyway so it was them and like they were there was for some reason there was a show being put on for their wedding and the the crystal got stolen and there was just like a bunch of weird happenstance stuff happening uh rufus shinra from final fantasy 7 was putting on the show i don't remember why that was happening but the number that we did was really great because i don't know if you played final fantasy 7 but like all the little shinra agents kept on coming out as rufus was sitting in of broadway for like a full five minutes. And yeah, like I cosplayed Rufus before. Did you really? Yeah. Oh my god! So I don't think I Boston, knew that. It must have been Anime Boston, like two thousand six or seven, back when like Final Fantasy seven was coming around again because they had made or whatever. Whenever they made that movie, the Final Fantasy seven movie, what was that like two thousand six? Uh, yeah, seven? Advent Children. I think it was like oh five around that time. Yeah, 05, so it must have been like the year after 05, because it's definitely the year after it happened, so 06. And I dressed up as Rufus, because it was like, I didn't really look like any of the other ones. And I'll, I had the black suit and everything. I just had to like show up, basically. And yeah. it was so funny, because I was wandering around. And of course, nobody like is like giving me the time of day, because who the hell am I? And the only ones that really knew who I was were like, there was a group of um, some of the agents. And they walked past me, and they are just like, it's a Rufus! And I'm like, there it is. Like, I also really like that there's like 25 agents that are part of Shinra and like literally anybody wearing a tuxedo could just claim they were one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what was happening in this show, but it was good. Okay. So anyway, so that was the premise of the show. I have to tell you about how we set it up though. So it was in a panel room and we actually got there early and there was a panel happening before us and they couldn't like nobody showed up for it. So they let us go get in and set up early, which was good because we actually need that time. There was no backstage space. So we brought, garment racks and threw sheets over them which probably reminds you a lot of when we did repo (laughs) (laughs) so that was our backstage area which somehow we all fit behind i have no idea how we managed that because there was like 25 of us and we didn't have like a proper like speaker or surround system so somebody brought a boom box which we then held a microphone to so it would come out the speakers (laughs) 
in the panel room. Right. And then we stand, we sing over that without microphones <laughs> and did a pretty good job considering that like it was really like put together. We always made jokes about the Kinetic on the Musical 2 costumes because it was all the shit that we found at like the thrift store that kind of looked like the costume we were supposed to wear. So it was like kind of like thrift musical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that year. Okay, so now we're going to go into the year. <laughs> I can't even. This is you're gonna have to start quizzing me because I don't even if I I can't even tell you like okay I can't even tell you like all right so all right look wait I was there for year three but I wasn't in it I like to point out that I was not in no. any of these musicals no I told you okay I didn't even tell you to come see it when I was talking to you online at the time I was just like please come see the masquerade because I was kind of eyeing you to come work for us because like well no I. Yes, I wanted you to be a part of things, but I wasn't officially on staff yet. So I was like, come see the masquerade, see what we do. Right. In 2008, I was um, I was in the masquerade. I didn't I ended up being in someone's skit for the masquerade and practicing in the parking garage. But in 2008, the musical was on a Friday night and the masquerade was on a Saturday night. Right. And I was like, crap, I have to. All right. I'll be real. The last Twilight book was coming out. Oh yeah, back to the seer. Same day, it was like a midnight thing. And, oh right, I know this story. But right, tell and it anyway. I had reserved it in Connecticut because I had made friends with somebody at the time. Ended up being a girlfriend later on. Um, made friends with this person, and I had reserved my book at the Barnes and Noble that they were getting their book at. So we were dressed up as Edward and Bella because we were going right from um, the musical to go to the mall to go get our Twilight books. So what you're telling me is that. You're using the, that as an excuse as to why you left the musical house. Oh, no, I left because it was shit. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the reason I didn't stay for the entire thing was because we had to get to Manchester to go get our book. It was also a three-hour-long show. Yeah, I, I stuck around for the first hour and a half, and I feel like that was generous. Honestly, I, you know, I didn't even tell you to come see that. I, you I didn't. See, so that's like, it. right there, like, pfft, you're lucky we're friends. We are, we are. Well, the first two shows were maybe like an hour and a half, two hours tops. That one took forever. I this other one. Well, okay, so we, so basically, we filled the room for Kinetic Economy School too, and it was actually pretty successful. I there's definitely moments where it was questionable in terms of what was happening behind the scenes, but I think we did a pretty good show, and it was like we all kind of came together on it. We made it work, and it was funny. And it was still had that sort of like vignette feeling to it because they were just kind of plucked into this plot. But at least there was a show that was being performed. So it explained why all these people were doing it to begin with. Right. And it was like simple. Like the jokes were very kiddie. They like they, they weren't like complicated jokes, but they were funny. It did what it was supposed to do. It filled the room. There were so many people there that we had people standing in the back. And like, it was a good feeling. I felt like we had a really successful year. And Alyssa who managed um, the main events at Kineticon at that year was, I think she was like eyeing me and Maddie to be on staff, but like hadn't really approached us or talked to us about it yet. So she had come up to us afterwards and said, you know, how was the musical last year? Um, And we said, oh, it was standing room early. She goes, do you want to put it on a main events? I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. Um, Because we, (laughs) we were gonna i don't remember what i was doing there i think i went to a Kineticon meeting because i was getting shooed in to do something but like i wasn't on staff 
And they were asking me if I, because I, I asked them, like, do you need any help with anything else? And they said, yeah, we need hosts for the masquerade. And I said, okay, but only if we do it as Team Rocket and we take over the masquerade. That's how that happened. But I think it's because I was there because once when we decided on, once it was confirmed that we were going to be in main events, I had to then pitch the new script to the VP, Mr. Jim Searle. Um, which is how I really got to know Jim was through this. That was the first conversation we ever had, actually. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm losing my shit. <laughs> Jim and I had never talked before. The first time I talked to him was me sitting down, be like, I need to pitch you this very serious script about Dr. Venture opening a nightclub. Oh my God. <laughs> my God, that was the plot, wasn't it? It was. It was. Because well, it was the Venture. Really- I remember, okay. Venture Brothers. Before, was wait, before we get into it, before before I forget, what I remember about this musical, yeah, was the Venture Brothers. That was the good part. Yep, I remembered um, Zelda had a song. That's the part that people left during. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was a camera that happened, and then I remember Spike and Faye. Okay, but that's because you know all those people. <laughs> right, and that's it. That's you all. Just, I, I remember Halden being um, the um, monarch. His face, the butterfly monarch. Yep, thank you. You okay? You literally just remembered all of our friends. Okay, because Doctor Venture was Jim. Yeah, Halden was the monarch. I was Doctor Orpheus. Maddie was Triana. So that's all the Venture Brothers characters right yep. there. Oh, Christina was um, Dean. Meg was Faye. Dave was Spike. Lindsay was um, Ed. From yep. Fullmetal Alchemist. Yep. Like, so anyway, uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you. All right. So where where the fuck are we in this story? Who you am just I? told Jim that you want him to be Dr. Venture. No, that's no, Jim Searle wasn't Dr. Venture. Oh, Jim O'Neill was Dr. Venture, but I'm I was so pitching sorry. the script. I know too many Jims. Uh my dad's name is Jim, too. Great. Um irrelevant. <laughs> ding. Was he in uh, it? No. <laughs> did he come? No. No. Um Okay, so we pitched the script uh, that Christina had written, and it was it was it was it was really long. It wasn't like her fault that it was long. It was just that we had a lot of people in the show, and we decided to give every single person in the show like their own song, which may or may not needed to happen. But the core of the sh- the script was there, um, and I've always thought about like what we what would happen if we had rewritten a little bit to cut out some of the extra characters who had not needed to be there and i think it would have been pretty solid um but that's in the past it doesn't matter so we were like oh shit we got main stage we have to be extra professional now and it was like for some reason that just turned everyone into a huge drama queen myself included i will not say that i was not a dick during this time because i'm sure i was um (laughs) and like i remember we were trying to secure a better place to rehearse at the beginning of all this because, you know, last year I was like, if we're putting on a real musical, I don't want us to be outside at the half shell in the middle of the summer dancing around. That was just not very effective for us. So Jess with Jess magic somehow worked with somebody at CCSU to procure us a, a quote unquote classroom to rehearse in. But really we got the entire building to ourselves, which really dangerous considering it was like, 35 nerds just running rampant on coffee and pocky every weekend. Um, and 
we at least practiced inside, which was which was really really good. But the the show itself was <laughs> there was just so much drama because everybody was fighting with each other, like both during the show and outside of the show. And I think it was just because we we're all like twenty two and we all live for drama. You know, it was during the phase where Maddie was doing the thing. She's like, I'm super honest, so I'm just going to tell you everybody what I feel, not really care about the reactions. And I was like, me too. And I was like, great. Those are inside thoughts that you're supposed to have. <laughs> right. I still do that. I don't understand what the problem is. And like, and just, there was just so much, there was a lot of shit being said about different people that I was also participating in and everybody else is participating in. It was just not a good time. Um, so that aside, because like I, listeners, I'm sorry if you're like, Ryan, you were participating. You absolutely made this happen. I'm not saying that I did it. I 100% contributed to this problem. Um, you know, I'm 20, I was 22. I own my mistakes. I don't do that shit anymore. You know, you, there's a reason why we don't hang out with Ryan Pagella in his 20s. I did not uh, speak for the brand or the company. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but that aside, uh, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like we had we decided to get like, we, we made it too complicated. And so there, for some reason, Jess was no longer the other director and Halden was made the other director. I don't remember who made that decision. Christina retained being the screen, the script writer. Uh, Jess was now the stage manager along alongside this other guy, Brian. So there was two stage managers and two directors. I don't know why. I don't know why Jess just didn't continue directing the show. I really do not remember how that happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Maddie became sort of the vocal director to help people learn how to sing because when we started this, a lot of people really couldn't. And I do think we made some progress on that. I, it, you may you may disagree hearing it from the audience, but you should have heard it from the beginning. Uh, I trust. Um, and let's see. And then Rain was a choreographer alongside this other girl, Teresa. But Rain had to leave due to personal reasons, so she couldn't do continue doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Teresa took over that. But Teresa like never showed up on time, and sometimes didn't show up at all. So like we just didn't do choreography sometimes. So eventually, I started choreographing <laughs> numbers, which I don't know. That's I don't I don't know I'll, I don't know if that was a good idea. But <laughs> and then and then Rachel Sostic became the other vocal coach. So now she was a vocal coach. And then, and then I think Lindsay, I, I said should be the costume designer or the makeup designer. I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those two things. And for some reason, instead of just having like one person be the director, like me or Halden or Jess, it suddenly we renamed ourselves to be the board of directors in which there were now 10 people <laughs> directing the show. Oh, and nobody agreed on anything. And it was like everybody butting heads. And I kept on like trying to do things like, like the script writer uh, would be like, no, I don't want to change this part of the show. And I was like, well, you don't get a say in this, which was kind of like a bitchy move on my part. And I'm sorry, Christina, because that was not fair of me to do that. But also we were all yelling at each other. So that was just that time period. Um, and it was just like, it was just too complicated. It was too complicated. And that once when you have like, can you imagine doing a show Katie, where there's like nine directors telling you different things to do. No. <laughs> like, like, wouldn't you just quit? It's a miracle nobody quit. <laughs> so. No, see, I probably would have killed you all. So then I would have been the director <laughs> and it would have been fine. 
<laughs> you know me. I would have put up for that shit for like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> we needed Katie back then. Yeah, I've literally oh been like, God. where was I? It was like, I don't know. We also spent way too much time rehearsing the first half of the show, which is why the first half was good. Hmm. Um, and was then it? it was better than the second half, which you I did would not. Know I didn't see the second half. The second I half. They were like, halves. Oh my God. And so then, so basically I remember like I, I took the script with me to work every day and I was working on blocking it out and writing down notes and then going back and working on it with Jess. At some point, Katie Mack became like a third stage manager. It's like, we needed three apparently. Uh (laughs) I don't know why there were so many roles. It was, you know what it was? It was like, we were trying to implement some sort of like system to make sure people were showing up on time Mm. or to rehearsals like and so for some reason we thought that it would help if there was like 10 of us that were in charge did not work did not work (laughs) did not work (laughs) oh my god there's so many parts of this ryan there's less people on the staff for an actual broadway musical than this musical (laughs) at kinetic like there's one stage manager probably for like hamilton and they're just like hey listen you're either there you're not yeah i'm well aware okay it it was not good um and so meanwhile we had decided that for the set we were going to create like we wanted to be professional so we wanted like a background and by professional i'm talking about like our level of professionalism was probably like middle school drama workshop Mm. (laughs) in terms of like set pieces we were making um and so we were like well i don't know who came up with it it was not me but somebody was like what if what if we create a rotating set piece which you re- i'm sure you remember there was like a door yeah and there's a rotating set piece door that had four sides it took us like months to build i mean i'm pretty proud of it because like halden used some sort of engineering magic to make it happen mm-hmm. but it was like one side was a door that was the entrance to the nightclub that we kept on using and then i think there was like another side that was just black like it was just like a black background and or it was a black background that was another door i can't remember and then there was another another side that had two panels that opened up into a huge brick wall which i cannot even begin to tell you how many fights happened over this brick wall like like myself included and like just in painting the brick wall and honestly all the fights that were (laughs) happened with the brick wall are probably my own fault because I kept on coming in and saying it looked like shit and upsetting everybody. So like, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. There's a point where like they all worked on the brick wall and I said it wasn't good enough. And then I redid it by myself and it was really a bitchy thing for me to have done. Uh, the, yeah, direct. This is like director Ryan in 2022. Like it's like, 2022. Uh, two, two, oh my god, 22 years ago. No, 22. I was 22. I can't Why count. Lord? This is hurting my head. I was smoking cigarettes back then. I was like, that's stressed <laughs> out over this. It has nothing to do with anything. I was smoking. Shut up. I, so I started smoking <laughs> cigarettes during this show and stopped smoking cigarettes after this show. It was 14 years ago, honey. Yeah, oh my god. I like how I was wrong on both. <laughs> I can't math. Anyway. <laughs> but so, and then the other side of that, that set piece was like a TARDIS. Um, cool concept. I don't even. I think we had to disassemble it to get it into the convention center and then reassemble it on the stage, mm-hmm. which was absolutely insane. Uh, the plot of this was Doctor Venture opens up a nightclub. 
Uh, for some reason, he's working with Edward Elric to make it happen because he's like an alchemist engineer. And uh, right, he was that... in construction. Yeah, because Lindsay right. had a tool belt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, also because Lindsay was a good actor, so we wanted her in the show. Right. Um, and I mean, that's really all that mattered. It's like that they opened a nightclub, and Ganondorf was the main villain because he wanted to somehow suck the power out of the city for himself because it's Ganondorf and he's the Triforce of Power. And uh, <laughs> and so, oh, and also Zelda was a performer at the club. Then there were like 16,000 other characters that had no real relevance in being there, including Faye and Spike, as much as I enjoyed them together and as much as Meg killed it with her numbers. Like, she was fucking amazing. Um, probably best voice in the show by far. Hmm. Um, but, like... You know, I just, it, they didn't need to be there. A lot of people didn't need to be in that shit. And the, like, in terms of characters. Um, and uh, it just, <laughs> it just became like such a big problem. Okay, but it bothered uh, me for 14 years, Ryan. How did the show end? Oh, you want to know how it ended? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, so there's a know. lot. I really don't remember. <laughs> you okay, don't know. So, so, okay, no, this is actually a point of contention was that. It didn't end. No, the end. <laughs> well, we added a bunch of songs. And then I said, at some point, I was talking to everybody on the board of directors. And I was like, I think we need to cut songs from the show. Like some some of these solos that don't need to be here. Like we just should cut them. It will make the show shorter. And so then I went to talk to some of the actors, some of which you know, Katie, and I won't name names. Hmm. Um, and they were really upset that we were cutting those numbers and they were like that was our only time to shine and of course i felt bad about it so i was like okay well i guess we're keeping all these numbers then and it's going to be a runtime of two and a half hours long <laughs> and then the end of the show i i remember like i th i don't know what happened but it was kind of like i felt like the end of the show didn't really wrap up like i felt like like Ganondorf just got arrested and that was it. And I was kind of like, we should have something happen here. And so I like presented an idea that was not good. It got rejected. <laughs> uh, and I screamed, and then at the time I screamed, well, we're not, we're doing my idea only. And then I think it was Rachel who was Rachel and Maddie were like, okay, but like, no, Ryan, we need to discuss this civilly. Um, and I was like, okay, I think, I think the stress of the show also made me into a crazy person because it was really stressful. Like the, all these freaking like cosplayers that needed to be trained how to sing and dance and learn how to learn, remember lines and like cut off the ADHD for two seconds and the sugar in intake to like show up on time was like already a challenge enough. And also everybody arguing about what should be in the show and what shouldn't be in the show because there just was absolutely no control. It was like off the rails from day one. And we kept on adding shit. Like we kept on adding videos and things like just because it wasn't enough. We're like, let's add a scene about uh, Dean and Hank getting sucked in the Harry Potter puppet pals world. And now we have to make puppets to do this scene. <laughs> and oh, look, Katie's just totally silent. I'm just, uh, I'm waiting for you to tell me how it ends because it hasn't ended yet. <laughs> Okay, so we came up with this with this this idea for a fight scene that would happen, and sure. so I'll show you the video sometime because like I can't even describe it. Like somebody shoots a gun, somebody else falls down, somebody like throws a spell book. I think that was me. I don't know, but it, it ends with Ganondorf getting arrested and Drea delivering a line that I think she came up with, in which she said, "You're going into the water temple. You're never going to get out of there." Which 
facts if you played a Zelda game. Facts. And and then it ends. <laughs> That's it. Well, Link and Zelda do hook up. <laughs> I, I I tell you, there was no Brian. I don't. There was there was a cohesive plot at the beginning, which is why I always think about it. I'm like, I feel like if we had given it one more rewrite, and if we were the people that we are now in our 30s, and with all the experience that we had, we could also probably talk civilly and collaborate in such a way where we could have like come up with a different version of this show. That so you know that show Encore on Disney Plus? No. Oh, you've never heard of this? Okay. So they can't do it right now because of COVID and everything, but there was a show when Disney Plus opened up, it was called Encore. And it was Kristen Bell. And she went back to like people's high schools and like took like the class of 2000 or the class of like 89 and had them put on their senior musical. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like this screams it needs to be on Encore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show you the the full video. It's really funny. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So it just, it just ends. There wasn't like an official ending. Um, we had Dr. Girlfriend saying, don't stop believing mm-hmm. for the final number for the bow line. Sure. <laughs> the curtain line. Sure. <laughs> that it, makes no sense. The second of the show really didn't make any kind of sense. And I don't really remember what happened. Like there was just a lot of jokes that we were trying to shoe in, but I don't know. Oh, oh my God. Can I tell you about the scene? <gasps> okay, wait. So there was a number in there where Jess got to sing In the Dark of the Night from Anastasia as Ganondorf. Okay, and that's like, pretty cool, though. It was cool. And Jess, of course, is Jess, and she was awesome with it. And uh, we kept on being like, okay, so we need costumes to be the ghosts, two Staphos skeletons, and like the key spats. And Halden was like, okay, everyone's just going to wear all black, and I'm going to make puppets for everyone to wear. Except like, like he didn't, or he did, but like, like kind of last second. <laughs> so the on stage, all you could see was like Maddie and this other guy, like clearly standing on stage, holding tiny little balls at the end of their hands, which is supposed to be the bats that you couldn't see. So it just looked like they were waving their fingers around. While I think Christina, no, a different. I think Tina was one of the Staphos and Dante was another Staphos. And they just had like, they were in all black with just the rib cages mm-hmm. for the for the skeletons. And that was it. They didn't look like skeletons beyond that. And then, and then Dre and I were ghosts, full costume. <laughs> with this like mesh that we couldn't see out of because the pose have no face. <laughs> So, and we were doing like a ballet number around it. I remember during the rehearsal, I was like, everyone needs to go where they're supposed to go because Dre and I cannot see. So if you are in the wrong place, somebody's going to get hurt. (laughs) Great. You have to watch the number. It's so bad. (laughs) Apparently I do. It's just like Dre and I spinning around with more people who just like, like people wearing all black, waving their fingers around. Well, just dramatically, like, does this amazing performance in the middle of all this bullshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, okay, so how did you guys get a fourth year? Like, people loved it, obviously. Well, we weren't involved with the fourth year, so. Oh, what? <laughs> no, so, okay, after that, um, we uh, we had the masquerade that brought in a lot of the, the core people, um, 
from the show that we had just done. Like, so Maddie came and did it with us and Rachel was Jesse. Tina was Meowth. Halden was, I don't know what the hell he was. He was like, he just became the stage manager of the masquerade. And so like basically all the core people that, you know, from Connecticut that we did all of our shows with for the following seven years Mm -hmm. came from that show. But like, we're like the people that we worked really well with. Um, and I think over the years we brought more people in like Jess and Drea and, um, and Lindsay. Well, Lindsay was there at the beginning, but they, they saw what we did. Can they be Kineticon? And they were like, Hey, do you want to like, we like what you did with the musical. We like what you did with the masquerade. Do you want to be on staff? And we said, yes. And so that's when I took over all the cosplay events and joined in with Devin and organizing those. Um, so I, you know, the, Here's the thing. Kineticon the Musical was never endorsed by Kineticon. It was just put on at Kineticon and called Kineticon the Musical. Um, Affiliated without being affiliated. It wasn't really even affiliated. It was only affiliated in name because us as in the musical chose to do that. It wasn't because Kineticon asked us to name it that. It wasn't called Cosplay Musical, which would have made more fucking sense. Um, It was called Kineticon Musical. And uh, so... We left. So Jess, myself, and Halden were no longer involved with the show. So that took out like a chunk of the directors. Like everybody who we did that Batman show with, mm-hmm. like they were no longer in the musical. So they were all in our show now. Got it. Um, and then continued to grow with that when we were doing like the dating game and the masquerade and the game shows and chess and battleship and all the things that we came up with. Which were all really uh, surprisingly very good. Uh, well, because... I, at that point, it was a lot of people that were professional and were committed. And like we had done the musical, so we knew who was going to show up and do a good job and who wasn't. Right. And it's not to say that the people who didn't do a good job or were, or I guess that's, let me rephrase that. It's not to say that the people who were in it didn't do a good job so much as that the standards were different once when we were like on a much more professional setting. Hmm. And like a lot of these kids, like they, they were just doing it to have fun. They, we were honestly, when I look back at that time period, I'm like, we were trying to force upon them this like high end professional musical performance that none of them had experienced. It. They just wanted to do something fun and hang out with their friends to get some spotlight time because they didn't in their normal lives that that checks out. And, you know, I, 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 I don't feel like anybody did a bad job. I feel like there are a lot of people that weren't meant for musicals necessarily or acting, but like, I don't know. It was never supposed to be professional in the first place, and we were taking it way too seriously. So Kineticon then continued on with at least two more musicals um, that went back to the original directors of the first show who quit because of all the drama that was happening during the second show and didn't come back for the third show because they were mad at us. Um, and I don't, I really don't remember what any drama was about because we were like in our early 20s, and you know, that's the time of our lives where everything's a problem. Mm. Um, and they they took back over the show and brought in a bunch of new people and some of the old cast that didn't come up to do like the masquerade with us were still in that show Mm -hmm. um and that was like a whole other point of contention because christina had written this other script that was going to be the following year about like a a high school doing a talent show and putting like there being a mystery involved with it honestly unfortunately it never happened because um that would have been a great show. I think that would have, of all the, sh- the plot lines we had, that one made the most sense. <laughs> um, and it didn't happen. And then the, since the new directors took over, they obviously didn't want Christina to be part of the show. 
Um, and so they went ahead and did the show with her script anyway, (laughs) which became a huge point of contention. Um, and they also did what we did where like, you know how we always integrated videos that we'd shoot beforehand, uh, and like put into the musical or like not the musical, but like any of our, our videos that we did, like the trailers or pieces that would happen during the masquerade. Well, we, we first did that during the third musical and, then continued that trend for Kineticon. Something that Kineticon was known for was having like the video as part of the performance. And the they then copied us because they were like, well, we they did a previous year, so we're going to do it too. Um, so that was also a point of contention. But I didn't really have a problem with that because I was like, well, whatever. I mean, like they're being creative. And like, I obviously support the idea of integrating those two things together. You know, um, and I just I was I was so removed from the musical at that point that I just didn't really care what the musical was doing. Didn't um, they get shut down the fourth year? The fourth year they did not. They did a musical and it went it was way longer than the allotted panel time the panels had given them, and they just were gonna continue performing past that and not respect that time period. Um or that that's what's been told to me. It's entirely possible that they just ran out of time and they were not disrespectful about it because i know they then shot the end of the show and put it on youtube so people could see the end of the show mm-hmm. um and that was that the f- i can't remember if there was a fifth or a sixth year like i don't remember how far it got down the line i think i feel like they had one more show at Kineticon. i thought it got shut down it does it did it did eventually but i don't know if it was the fifth or sixth one that got shut down because like I was very removed from that. Um, I was on staff, and but I want to say it was the fifth year because I remember it being a thing. Because like our fifth year, let's see, the third year I went, I wasn't part of the staff. The next year was the fourth year, and I was part of staff. So I did dating game, and we did masquerade. So our fifth year was the year after the Torchwood year. So what dating game was that? Two thousand nine. Was that Buffy? It's, no, that was 20... Buffy was 2011. So if you're thinking that it's 2011, that tracks with what I think. No, I'm thinking it was 2010. 2010 was Futurama. Yeah, that was the disaster year. So it was like, I remember because everything was going to shit that year. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure I remember it being like a hot topic that they had to shut down the musical. Oh, was- right. Well, that, that then it was 2011 that they... Okay, so this other... Okay, this is crazy. This is This is... This is all I know because I was removed from it and I had been asked because everybody was trying to drag me back in in terms of like, do you know what the musical's doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, can you get in touch with them? And like, have, what's your opinion on these on these things? Because the musical was then doing a lot of weird shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like a lot of inappropriate stuff in terms of like content that was not child friendly or family friendly, I should say. And like, just kind of like not respectful in a lot of ways. And they were like, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? I was like, I can't give you my thoughts because I don't want to be responsible for this thing getting shut down. I'm like, cause they're just going to come and they're going to be mad at me. And like, I had nothing to do with it, but they know that I'm stat I'm on staff and they'll probably have thought that I had something to do with it. And of course I didn't like, why would I like, <laughs> we had enough uh, going on. We were, yeah, we were directing like six other shows at the time. We had, we did not have time to think about this. So this is what was happening though, is that they were creating like this non-friendly content and I don't remember who talked to me, if it was Alyssa, Jim, or Kristen, because Kristen was getting involved with panels, and she was the person, one of the people that was involved with making the decision on whether or not panels would make it in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think it ultimately came down to Rim and Scott, but Kristen was sort of the face of panels because they were not located in Connecticut, so they couldn't go to meetings. Um, and so all I remember is that there was a couple of questionable things that came up that made them be like, made them ask me, like the staff asked me. It was either Jim, I, th- I swear to God it was Jim. I would think it was Jim or Kristen being like, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Because we don't really necessarily like that they're doing these things and it's being associated with the Kineticon name because they're calling it Kineticon the musical. And they're like, this would look really bad for the con. And I was like, well, I agree. And like, I'm like, they're like, do you have any incriminating evidence that they could be doing anything? I was like, no. Like, but I did say, I was like, you know, anything that could be, that could be a problem that you would need to address with them is probably right there on their YouTube channel because they're not hiding it. You know what I mean? I was right. like, I was like, I'm like, if you have a problem with it and you're like looking to see what they're doing, go take a look. Um, and so they did. And also I did like arbitrarily because like, after I said that, it's like, I don't know what I'm sending them to. So then I was like, all right, I, I looked it up in which, so do you remember when Billy Mays died? Yeah. Okay. So Billy Mays died and they released a trailer like, somewhere in the vicinity of that happening mm-hmm. with somebody cosplaying Billy Mays yep. and going, come see the musical. I'm Billy Mays here. Come see the musical, blah, blah, blah. And it, and he like swore a couple times, I think. And I was like, oh no. And do you know how that video ended? It ended with the entire cast coming in and throwing him to the ground and kicking the shit out of him. I remember it. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it was 2010. You're probably right. But I remember like that was the year that they did that and like i was like holy shit i said to daddy and daddy was like i can't even believe this is like real like i was <laughs> like i i don't know like this is really this is not in good taste it's disrespectful and um so they the way that kinetic on the musical aside from the one that we did in main events because Alyssa had asked me specifically to do it in main events all the other years you had to apply like the the director or whoever was in charge applied to do the musical in a panel room every year. And you know how panels are. You, you apply to do a panel and it either makes it in or it doesn't. Right. And so they released that video of Billy Mays and pretty much everybody on his staff said, we're not letting the musical be here at all. We don't care if they change their name. They cannot be here. They're clearly out of control. They clearly have no boundaries or respect for anyone. Right. And didn't they take over like an empty panel room? I don't know about that. I swear to God. I thought they like ended up like they got shut down because I'm pretty sure they ended up like in an empty panel room or something. I thought that's what happened. Probably. Because what happened is that I know that they turned to me and they said that once when the panels, when the panel confirmations went out, the musical did not get one. Mm -hmm. And which is kind of shitty in retrospect because like they didn't get like these, these kids had probably been practicing for a while and then found out that they weren't allowed to perform their show. But the, the people didn't also like whoever was in charge, didn't really contact anybody on staff about it that I know of. Uh, Maybe they did. And I like, you know, again, I said, I don't want to be involved. I don't want my opinion to sway what happens and what doesn't happen because at that point, I think like, we had been working at Kineticon for a few years and I like, I felt pretty confident and solid in learning how to be a lot more professional than I was during Kineticon, the musical three. Mm-hmm. And like, as the years went on and we were getting more and more experience, like, come on, by the time 2014 rolled around, we were like fucking pros. And it was a clockwork. 
It was. And like, we knew what was okay. Like how, what to say in the business and what not to say, because we, we weren't 22 anymore. We were like in our mid to late twenties. So it was, it was a different feeling. Like we were a lot more professional than we were at like 22. And so I, I don't know what happened. And I just, as the years went on, I was like, I don't want you to come. I don't, I don't want to have, I don't want my opinion involved because I feel like that's not fair. Um, and I don't want that somehow coming back and being biting me in the ass. Uh, in similar ways that you don't want certain conventions biting you in the ass. And so, <laughs> and so they got canceled. And I do know that they eventually, I don't know if they took over a panel room. You're probably right about that. I wouldn't put it past them. And they probably got shut down. I, like, um, I, that's what I remember. I could be wrong. but I, I hope you're not I, confusing I, it, it when we got shut down because of that crazy dude who ran into the auditorium. So <sighs> yeah, that guy like got fired that year. <laughs> but anyway, um <laughs> He wait, that guy was not supposed to shut down all the events when he did the end of that story. Oh, uh, oh god, Futurama year. That's a whole that's a whole different podcast. That's a, that we can't even get into it. It makes me so upset. Anyways. So they, they put they put the show on YouTube and you I think you can go I'm gonna Google it right now. I'm gonna go on YouTube and write Kinetic on the musical and see if they still have a channel. I bet they do. I don't think they took it the, they would take it down. Because why would they? Hide their shame. I don't know. I, well, I can only find ours, the one that I put up. I guess they don't have it up anymore. Interesting. Hmm. Well, um, oh, no, here it is. I found it. Yeah, like all the videos. Okay, so they got they got to, okay, they got to part five. Okay, so they did five. Okay, so I was right. They did four and five, right? Those, that, those were after the years that I was there, right? Okay. And then they got shut down on six. Because they have musical part five here, and it is, it's in the panel room. Okay, so that must have been six was the year that it was like that. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So and there we are. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Like, what what can you do? But it's like, here's the moral of the story: you can't take a bunch of nerds and train them how to sing and dance and act if they've never had any training before and try to put on a musical with 35 of them it's never gonna work and for and for the devil's advocate here i think it's fair to say that these kids were trying uh even the ones that were obnoxious and not showing up on time and like goofing off i think they were doing the best they could for something that was not as professional to them as it was to us because we were trying to make it in something professional because that's what we wanted it to be. And then the, those of us who wanted that wound up on staff directing several other musicals. And these other, these other kids, I think they just wanted to have a good time. Um, and unfortunately, as most nerds go and nerd stories, is that like there's a lot of boundaries that got broken, a lot of sort of social, not disawareness, I guess, on things that's, you're not supposed to do and are supposed to do what's okay and what's not okay. Um, and for the musicals, I was there and part of, I, you know, I do think everybody tried and I, I do have lots of wild memories about them, but at the end of the day, like I think everybody wanted the same result. Everybody wants to put on a show and I think everybody tried their best considering, and maybe I'm being really charitable in this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, I was thinking like there's gonna be a conclusion of like, yeah, you are. <laughs> but like, Sorry, I don't mean to be a dick. I'm like, as, again, as a person that had to sit through it, it was like I was so happy to see all of my friends. 
all my friends did a great job. The people that were there, I knew they were trying. You know in your mind that they're trying, but honestly, the whole thing felt from I would... your standpoint like a shit show. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, I'm really curious like what you actually enjoyed from the show you saw because I'm sure there was something you liked or or what you didn't like. What do you even remember? Well, guys, it's been great this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Honest to God, right? I just, I don't, I don't. I remember my friends. I remember there were songs. I remembered I was trying to figure out what the plot was. I didn't know what the plot was. (laughs) And then someone goes, hey, we got to get to Manchester. I was like, well, shit, we got to (laughs) go. You know, it's probably for the best. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, probably for the best. And like I said, and then all I remember after that is that, like, they tried to put it on a few more times. And then that whole year where they literally tried to take over a panel room and it got shut down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I I feel like there's so much more to the story that I could probably tell, but I feel like I hit all the important parts of like the the moral is people don't put on a musical, don't put don't put on a huge professional show with a bunch of people that don't have experience doing that and expect it to be like mind blowing because it's not going to be. It's gonna all it's just gonna look like some of the worst masquerade skits. <laughs> They're just like strung together for two and a half hours. But also, most panel rooms are only allotted for an hour, so make sure you take that into consideration when you're writing your showstopper. Okay. Well, <laughs> Ryan, again. Also, also, do have a board of 13 directors. <laughs> right. Again, thank you so much for coming on, dear. Is there anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Uh, yeah, you could go listen to my podcast, The Mutant Ages, where we break down every adaptation of the X-Men ever and the metaphors of that are sort of the queer metaphors of the X-Men and other LGBTQ politics. That is my main gig. And if you like theme parks and adventure, you can go find my YouTube channel, which is my name at Ryan Pagella. You will not find any cosplay musical or performances for me. Cause I don't think I've done anything in years. I would like <laughs> to return and do something with you, Katie, but it's been, it's been a while. It's been a hot second. It's been quite a moment. And then like, as soon as we rectified all of our situations, COVID hit. So it's probably the universe's way of saying, nah, <laughs> no, it's the universe's, it's the universe's way of saying, take some time to heal your shit. <laughs> universe damn you yeah. universe uh you know what if you're gonna promote stuff here you might as well promote um like our other little youtube channel that has some of our past stuff on it oh my god i think this is the first time we're talking about it on this show okay it is. so um, katie and i obviously have worked on many cosplay shows and shows in general together and i have compiled as many of them as i could find and as many that i had footage for into a youtube channel called cosplay cabaret so you can go and see Almost all of these, except for the one that we talked about. Both of our ma- both of those dating games are gone. Yeah, the date- sure. What- you have video of the third cosplay musical, but don't we have footage of Torchwood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can find everything else up on there, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, all the catapult episodes, all of our masquerades. Well, catapult's um, on a different channel, but you can find that, and we're gonna save that for a different episode. So. Yeah. Good Lord. All right. Well, thanks so much again, Ryan, for coming on, guys. We've only got a few more episodes till the one year special. Woo! One year. Woo! Um, so, yeah, make sure you look forward to that. And we're also, at this moment in time, only 79 subscribers away from 3,000 downloads. Wow. So, as soon as we hit 3,000, someone's going to a convention for free on me. So, download, listen, tell your friends, tell your wives, tell everybody to listen in and make sure you tune into Ryan's podcast as well. And we will see you next week. Bye guys. 
Bye.